0: Welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Murphy Podcast. Today, we are talking to Cheryl, the founder of Muse Meditation, and we are talking all things meditation, which uh, has been something that I have placed extra importance on over the last couple of years, and it's an extremely important topic that hopefully more people can benefit from. So we talked to Cheryl about uh, her journey with meditation. We talk about the different types of meditation, we talk about how to get started Uh, a lot of people feel uh, and struggle to get started when it comes to just mindfulness and meditation Uh, so there's a lot of tips inside of this episode to help you get started uh, and increase your performance uh, and just feel a lot better about yourself overall so very excited for this conversation Uh, that episode is coming up next All right. Well, we have already been uh, kicking off with some great conversation, but uh, we'll dive yeah. into the actual podcast yeah. now. Uh, Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Muse Meditation, very excited for this conversation. Thanks for coming into the uh, the podcast studio.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, I've known you for a little while now, so it's kind of cool to sit in a room and have a proper chat as Yes, well, yes. So and
0: we, we're, we're very excited to be able to um, get back to recording podcasts in person as well yes we obviously uh, did quite a number so. of them last year and it was all via zoom and obviously people still have to do that but uh it is there's nothing quite like having a conversation in person
1: and connection is everything mm. at the moment i think i think it's coming up as a big thing for a lot of people so it's, it's very true this actually. It's amazing that's
0: a, that's a whole conversation in itself actually um and and yeah. You know, actually ties quite nicely into, uh, into what we're going to talk about today, which yes. obviously is meditation, yes. um, but before we do dive into that wonderful world, um, I'm sure if people haven't already picked it up, um, yourself, you weren't born in Australia, so no. let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's jump back and, uh, and learn a little bit about yourself and your background and, yep. and how you came to, uh, to be in Australia.
1: So, I grew up in the southwest of England, um, a beautiful fishing town called Brixham in South Devon. Nice. And I decided to do a bit of backpacking in 2011 for initially six months. And the day I landed in Australia, I met my now husband, which is like... The
0: day you landed in the country? Yeah.
1: I got a job in a pub in Melbourne and he was the bar manager and I had to go directly to the pub to meet my friend. And he was there. It was like...
0: Well, that's a bit serendipitous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: a little bit, a nice. little bit, yeah. Um, and, yeah, kind of never went home and found um, a home in Shepparton mm-hmm. due to Michael finding work here. So he was um, starting a career in law and said, how do you fancy moving to the country? And cool. I loved Melbourne at the time, so mm. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know how I feel about this, but yeah, yeah, now it's just, it is, it's home, it's home for me. I've been here about seven years and I feel like I've settled into the community and found my spot here and Excellent,
0: excellent, it's been fantastic. I think, um, how did that whole, uh, you know, conversation sort of go down with family? Like, you know, you've gone on a bit of a backpacking holiday, but then I was like... Hey, guys, I'm not actually coming back. How did all that sort of pan out? Do you
1: know what? Funny story about that. The last thing my dad said to me as he waved me off on the train was, um, whatever you do, don't meet an Aussie and don't <laughs> not come home. And that's what happened. And it ended up in his wedding speech as well. because, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it eventuated, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yes. It's really tough being away from my parents in particular and mm. my good friends because... Um, yeah, they're still we're still as close even though the distance yeah, is, is there. Obviously the beauty of technology keeps us mm-hmm. keeps us connected. But um, yeah, it's been it was certainly a transition move into Sheck and settling in not knowing anybody yeah. and meeting through people through my husband as well and through yeah. his networking yeah um that's always quite nerve-wracking cuz you're trying to make a good impression for him mm. as well and mm. it's not always like the natural connections that you want to make for yourself so there's so many dynamics isn't there art completely yeah yeah and you want it to be organic and and meet people that are like-minded yeah. so yeah. that's taken a few years for me to do that
0: oh, you've done well i think even the fact that because um, you came over on your on your on your yeah, own yeah. yeah yeah even that in itself like that's huge
1: it's it's so funny yeah because um that's at, at the time i was like oh this is nothing like i just was really yeah. fearless i was mm. i think 24 at the time just wanted an adventure a change yeah. of scenery but now I look back and I think, actually, that's a, that was a massive thing to do to uproot my whole life, to be with somebody and not know anybody. Yeah. And um, the kind of emotions and, and mental health that came with that mm. once I'd landed figuratively and literally, yeah, kind of kicked in as, as time went on. It's been, it was a really interesting journey, actually.
0: Yeah. yeah, but it sounds like it's all worked out very well. I remember um, my the only kind of uh, you know time in my life I can relate to that you know jumping on a plane and and flying to another country and and being on your own in a sense especially to start out with was um, when I actually went to uh, England and uh, and Ireland with a couple of friends uh, in years gone by but I did actually take uh, you know a week off by myself uh, when I went to Ireland um, yeah. and yeah I think at the time I was early twenties you know, maybe you know twenty one twenty two. And uh, and that was a big thing. But again, same, like you know, you got that bit of a, a fearless aspect. It was pretty exciting. Um, you know, booked a, booked a couple of tours and jumped, you know, on a bus and went around Ireland for, for a week, which was absolutely fantastic. Didn't know anything, had no idea you know about the country at the time, obviously. But um, it uh, it all turned out very well because, as I found out very quickly at the start of the trip, that. Uh, about seventy percent of the people on the bus are all from Australia as well. So oh, that's, you'll <laughs> find was, them everywhere. It, it, was, Honestly, it was so funny. It's,
1: it is so so funny, and there's a there's an actual Australian community in mm. London as well, and like all the big cities yeah. and everything. So yep. yeah, you'll find that a lot. But it, I, I it's love a global world, hey? you've done that. Yeah, and, mm. and and the unknown in the adventures yeah. as yeah. well is yeah, yeah
0: very exciting.
1: So much beauty in that.
0: Very so, exciting. Amazing. Awesome. So coming back to to present day, um, what's happening now? Obviously, we've mm. we've mentioned Muse meditation, but um, yeah, bring us up to speed on what you're doing nowadays.
1: I initially started Muse February last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I started group sessions, and they went for four weeks, and then good old COVID kicked in. Oh, yes. And um, it all went um, online very quickly. So mm. I think we've had that chat before, where. Yeah. Um, you have to adapt and, and move things to make things work for a business. Um, yeah. The great thing was we were coming into winter, so people were quite happy to stay at home in their pyjamas and meditate <laughs> on Zoom rather than leave their house and yes. go somewhere else. Yes. So, yeah, I went through. Uh, it was a really interesting first year of Muse, actually. Um, it wasn't obviously how I envisaged mm. it to, to pan out, but... Um, Yeah, some great learning skills from that um, in all aspects. And as everybody does, you come to January and you've got these new goals and new intentions for the new year. And then um, my health and my husband's health took a turn for the worst at the beginning of the year. Mm. So I actually had to take a step back from Muse altogether for about two or three months. Um, just to give that breathing space and and prioritise my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'm just in the last month or so getting back into gear, which is so exciting um, because I have all these ideas, all these plans and events and workshops, courses. um, Group meditation classes are coming back. Um, I've already started one-on-one sessions. Um, I've now found an incredible space to share with um, other women on Maud Street in Shepparton.
0: Very exciting. Yeah. Yes.
1: So all, it's all happening very quickly, but it feels really aligned and um, really good and um, heart-led as well. Yeah. And that's what I'm all about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Love that. that's where I'm at for Fantastic. the moment. Yeah. Love
0: that. How, how did you – where did your um, – yeah, where did you discover meditation? When did it become a sort of a big thing in your life? Has it always sort of been a part of your life or is it a more recent thing?
1: I would say it's always been a part of my life, but more dipping in and out in the earlier yep. years. Yep. Um I kind of dabbled in it and played around with it, noticed the benefits, but was probably not self aware enough or, you know, prioritized other things as you do in yeah. your twenties mm. um to make it a massive part of my life. But um in two thousand 14. when I moved to Shepparton I found a local group meditation class yep. that I was attending on a weekly basis met some like-minded people really noticed a shift in how it was helping my mental health with the transition of the move of everything oh, nice. as well yes. and yeah it just kind of grew my practice from there and and between those classes was I was looking into different types of meditation, playing around with it, playing around with my, with my practice, mm-hmm. doing some study behind it as yeah. well, which was just, it didn't feel like study. It was just, yeah. It, yeah, it felt like a hobby and it was just lighting me up. And I think, you know, intuitively that that's mm. like, you're on the right path. Yeah, you something you should dive like into, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then... um Probably 2017 and then 18, I really stepped into that space where I was like, actually, I can visualize myself doing this mm. as a as a business, as a career, and that was really exciting. I used to meet my husband, Michael, on um, lunch breaks and, and tell him, and I was like, oh, just, he just keeps dropping in that yeah. this is what I want to do, and he's yep. like just do it (laughs) just just get on with it like just do it love that support yeah yeah Mm. just like straight up support yeah and yeah you 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 have things like imposter syndrome who am i to step forward and and do this and hold space for other people but because i built that self-awareness through meditation i kind of was able to get out of my own way and go let's just give it a go at the end of the day if it just becomes a hobby and i help a few people then that's yeah. going to be enough for me.
0: Like, there's so much we can unpack there as well, just in itself. Mm. But you know, I've had I've had this conversation um, with lots of people over the, in the past couple of years, and, and even on you know previous podcasts as well, just talking about um, you know meditation becoming more um, more of a popular um, you know concept for people. But when you really think about it, it should just like it needs to be something that. You know the majority of people, um, you know, adopt and already have in their day to day life. Correct. And I feel like you know, if I look back at sort of my childhood and growing up, um, you know, had a very, very great, you know, great childhood, very, very, very fortunate, um, great family. But you sort of look back now when you know the things that you do about meditation, about self awareness, about um, just you know, general health and well being. There's definitely certain things when you go back 20, 30 years that just sort of weren't part of the conversation. It wasn't things that your parents knew or adopted um, and, you know, they're, they're really so important. And, like, when I think of meditation, it's not... Because a lot of people probably still have that woo-woo-y type of feeling around, you know, the word meditation and all that sort of stuff and, oh, it's just not for me or, you know, yeah. my head's always racing, I can't do it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just as important as, you know, eating healthy going to the gym and, and working out your, your body physically, yeah. what do any of us really do when it comes to like our mind and our brain and giving ourselves that time and that space when the world is so full of stress and chaos and all that sort of stuff?
1: Like, Absolutely. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, even this morning, my mind has been filled with information from social media or the news mm. or whatever it is. But like, I think people forget that a massive anchor of meditation is your breath. Yes, and breathing and we do Mm. that anyway Mm. but to consciously breathe is such a beautiful entry point into meditation and as you said before like there's this spiritual woo-woo taboo attached to Mm. meditation it's not for me my mind's too busy well there's so many different ways that you can approach that and overcome that and and a big part of what i want to promote is the down to earth practical approach that anybody yeah. can do it, you know, like yep. um and it, you know, you're right with the generational thing as well, like it just wasn't spoken about unless mm. you were a hippie doing hallucinogenic drugs in the seventies, you know, that was <laughs> just like yes. that was all that was and that yeah. was a separate kind of cultural thing. But um I do think it's becoming more popular. Um I've even had clients come to me and say that their doctor has actually suggested meditation for them as coping strategies, which really excited me when Mm. I heard that because um, obviously holistic um, medicine and pharmaceutical medicine, very separate entities and um, can sometimes have that confliction. So. It's quite refreshing to see that it is slowly but surely coming into um, into society a little bit more mm. and more. Yeah. Each year, um, and I mean, you're always going to get resistance, and and meditation isn't going to be for everybody. Just mm. like other, you know, healing modalities or or. Yeah. um you know, exercise for me is a big... I've got massive resistance to exercise. Yeah, like, I'll walk yeah. my dog and I'll do some yoga, but like physical, mm. hard exercise, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. not for me. Yeah, and, that, and that's a barrier I need to overcome and a taboo or a um, a mental block that I need to overcome much like people do with meditation. So
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and on that, I feel like, you know, as you said before, you know, maybe it's not for me, but also finding a way that, you know, works for you as well. Like, you know, literally, you know, the next sort of question I wanted to dive into is like different types of meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you said before, the, um, you know, the simplest form just taking it back to just some simple breath work. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, transcendental visualization type meditation. Um, It can just be as simple. um, And, you know, the benefits are just literally taking that time to stop. Yes calm down yep. relax and try and help your brain calm down a bit um so that your mind isn't racing and you can do that in any which way that works for you absolutely right? it doesn't have to be a um you know sitting in a group with 12 other people feeling self-conscious and and awkward about things it's Correct. just find a way to uh, to make it work for you
1: yeah absolutely my, my favorite go-to meditation for beginners is the breathe and feel meditation and mm. Um, it's simply connecting to your breath and how you're feeling in the present moment. Mm. And it doesn't have to be like a 45-minute meditation. You can do it standing in the shopping, uh, the queue in the yeah. shopping... Yeah, at the supermarket. Supermarket, yeah. 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 Or you can do it at the traffic lights and mm. just take a deep breath and go, oh, how am I feeling? Mm. Identify the emotion that you're feeling. Mm. Um, having that self-awareness. And if you have that self-awareness, in itself has knock-on effects it affects how you make decisions throughout your day as well like how can i make myself feel just that little bit better Mm -hmm. um you know what can i do to turn my day around a lot of people can um wallow or or sit with their how they're feeling and not identify it they're just they're just kind of going well i'm just going to be self destructive or self-sabotage and, mm. and meditation is a great way of just going okay how am I feeling in the present moment
0: mm.
1: how can I um identify that well I can name the emotion in my mind and um a, a type of meditation I'm I'm working with at the moment it's called Neti Neti. okay it's so exciting it's it's basically identifying what you are not mm-hmm. so you are not the shirt that you're wearing, you're not the table that you're, you know, placing things on. But more relatively to, to humans is that you are not the emotion. So yeah. I always say to um, people that come and have one-on-one sessions with me, they'll come and they'll, they'll sit down and they'll, they'll say, I'm anxious. Yep. And I say, well, by saying I'm anxious, you're actually taking ownership of it rather than seeing it as a separate
0: love that separate energy yes. yes
1: so just like the tables just like your shirt mm. it's a separate energy so mm-hmm. emotions are energy in motion that's my favorite saying it's ever. so good I love it. I love yes it. rather than saying i'm anxious you 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 may choose to say i am experiencing anxiety mm. so anxiety is over here it's a separate mm. entity it's coming into my energy field so to speak Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't define Mm me and and because i've had such big emotions come up for myself the last few months um with health and everything like that Mm. it's it's really easy to fall into that trap of going well i'm this i'm that and uh, allowing it to define you and and spiral and Mm. you know take over um but neti neti is a beautiful practice where you can actually say well no anxiety is over here and you can use you can do like a visualization with that play around with that is it a color is it a shape is it what does it look like to you and it does not define me and sometimes just that self-awareness and that change of language that you use um, can have such a powerful effect mm. on on your mindset.
0: It's that voice in your head, isn't it? Like it's yeah. You know, it's the, it's that constant, you know, often subconscious conversation that you know yes. your mind is having. And I I, uh, I feel like I've heard a, a very similar um, you know explanation. Perhaps it was like from Peter Crohn or somebody like that. That you know the the words that you are saying in your head, like I I am depressed, right? Yeah you know, you know oh, I am feeling like I am anxious yeah. it's it's that subconscious conversation that's happening in your head where you're attaching yourself to that feeling yes. or that emotion it's where as you said yeah it's not the case it's it's yeah. I am feeling you know sad unhappy etc and so forth but you are not that thing that's so yeah. then you can take the time to sit back um, and look at that and go well, well why why is that the case yeah. um, what could I potentially do to help my, make myself feel better or mm. you know change the situation or something like that and i think at a at a fundamental level that's where so many of us kind of you know lack those skills or have lacked those skills to kind of take that step back yes. um, and rather than just you know instantly reacting to you know the feelings or the situation or something taking that time back um you know again it's it's not necessarily meditation but it is Um, you know, just taking a couple of deep breaths, like, you know, if, if anybody is feeling anxious or upset, um, you know, just taking a few really solid deep breaths in and out, um. Mm -hmm can have a huge impact yeah. like just physiologically in your body it yeah. will help you feel better and, and I think the more you a...
1: start doing that as well mm. the more you practice because it is and i can't emphasize yeah. that enough to to anybody who wants to get started into meditation it is a practice it's not an overnight fixer mm, exactly. um but the more you start to practice to do that as well the more you'll find that you'll be a problem problem and um, solver yes. not problem seeker so you'll take action steps to better yourself yeah. or just simply just make it day just a little a little bit better yeah um so yeah that one's worked wonders for me the last yeah. the last few months it's got me to some good days again which is great yeah
0: exactly i mean and we all want we all want more uh good days and um yes. you know there's no no time like the uh the you know the present that we find ourselves in where you know there is certainly a lot more um, you know increased anxiety and, and stress and pressure um, and you know disconnect from you know our family and our friends so it's it's such an important time to be having that conversation and trying to you know give people that self-awareness and that skill set as yes. you mentioned like it is a skill set um, to be able to, regulate our emotions and regulate ourselves um, because yeah there is a bit of a knowledge gap there um, yeah. even even the uh, you know the, the humble uh, Apple watch nowadays yes. has the, the little notification that'll pop up and, and tell you you need to take a few deep breaths yeah. um, you know and I find myself whenever that happens you if you stop and just think about it for a second you well, I find that I'm breathing very very rapidly and very, very shallow um, and you're like yeah so if I just keep doing that, it's, you know it's increasing my blood pressure it is making me feel more anxious yes. etc and so forth yeah. so just being able to take control of your breath um, is going to help you feel so much better just yeah. really simple stuff
1: and using your breath as your anchor as well as your anchor back to your body. Mm. So as soon as you start connecting to your breathing, you, you're you're going to notice sensations in different parts of your body as yep. well. Like how, I've already done it like three times during this chat already. <laughs> like oh my posture is really bad, yeah, so sit up yeah, exactly. straight. You know, yeah. like you just become more aware of how to take care of yourself that little bit better. And mm. and another one, I don't know if you've noticed the. I don't know who has organised this. I actually I believe it's Berry Street they've put those stickers on the pavement in Ward Street Mall and around the lake Mm -hmm. that says, um, you know, name three things you're grateful for. And if someone's walking like in a rush on their lunch break and they see that and they go, oh, oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) There's some stillness. I'm really grateful for my family and the fact that I have, you know, legs to walk on and Mm. my lunch break to go and do all these things that I need to do. And it's yeah the mindful practices like that that are just yeah, yeah, they're definitely a great place to um, start meditation anyway.
0: I think you know obviously, for this conversation, um, you know there are lots of different types of meditation as well, but uh, mm. I think I think it's a really good idea. Um, you know, we won't dive into those so much because I think it is important to keep it you know fairly simple if anybody's listening in watching in um you know and it's not something that they are super familiar with i think what are just a couple of tips you know we've mentioned breath work and Mm. all that sort of stuff but even just breaking it down to a a a very simple you know couple of steps for people to get started where would you kind of suggest if it is breath work or it is meditation or just being mindful um you know someone's got home been a been a busy week at work um Mm. where could they start
1: good question it's i mean it's so subjective isn't Mm. it because um each listener is going to be very different in how they operate on a day-to-day basis but um i will always say to connect to your breath and your body body awareness your body's always trying to communicate to you um and also it's all interlinked as well so um, just having that awareness. Um, do I need to have an intuitive stretch or a bit of movement mm. to move some emotions or energy through my body, um, whether that be actual physical exercise or um, like I'm, I'm big for just putting some tunes on and having a bit of a dance around my lounge and just like really shaking out yeah. any emotions that I might be feeling that are uncomfortable. Um, th- there's some great apps that you can use, um, as a starting point. Insight Timer is my favorite. Um, okay, for um, they do music, binaural beats, um, guided meditations, yep. uh, just thousands of free, um free meditations on there mm-hmm. and then if you upgrade you can do like 10 day courses as well yeah, nice. you know that's a great starting point yep. um come and talk to me if you have any questions as well yeah. like again as i said because it's so subjective it's hard to um
0: yeah there's no one size fits all
1: that's right yeah. so if you are struggling by by all means reach out to me and we can talk about your circumstances and what what um I feel would, would help you. Mm. Um I think the biggest problem with anybody starting meditation is actually carving out the time to do it. Yeah. So firstly identifying where in your day and in your week you're actually going to be able to gift so yourself true. that time. Yeah. Um I, I ran a workshop on Sunday and I had ten beautiful, beautiful people come to me and the majority all came with the intention for more time for themselves. Yeah. more time to stop and and to become less of the roles that they are in their lives and more of themselves yeah. and finding out who they are as well. Mm. So um a great starting meditation for me personally is a self-inquiry meditation. So you can do that either by just putting some music on in the background and just simply asking yourself, what do I need today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I at today? Where am I operating from? Um, and also, uh, just off the back of that as well, because I rave about this book, but there's a book by um, Dr. David Hawkins, uh, who created the map of consciousness. Mm-hmm. and. If you haven't read it or if you haven't heard of it i cannot um recommend it enough it's just about um identifying your emotions realizing that they're operating at a frequency as well Yeah. so again just back to that awareness of where you're operating from on a day-to-day basis that's just um a way you can bring that into a self-inquiry meditation as well. Mm-hmm. And you can even ask yourself some big questions in self-inquiry meditation as yeah, well. Yeah. Like use your intuition connecting in with um, your heart space and and what you feel you need to know for you and your life mm. in the present moment as well is um something that i highly recommend as well because at the end of the day meditation for me is a connection to self and um it's a way of i mean the benefits are endless but a way of regulating emotions and just spending that time to make sure that i am being the best version of myself because i mean I, i hope that that's what what everybody strives for
0: And I mean, for myself personally, you know, meditation's only kind of, um, you know, been on the radar and something that I've been taking more seriously probably for around the last three years. Kind of, you know, prior to that, it really wasn't something that, um, you know, I've ever really um, focused on or gave any time. Um, But one of the things that's interested me the most is again, um, it's it's more of a performance thing for me, Mm. right? Like, um, how can I... Maximize my performance on a day to day. Whether it's uh, you know my professional performance, whether it's my performance yes. as a dad or a husband or whatever it might be. Yes. How can I, um, you know, be a high performer and increase my performance overall? Right. Yes. Obviously, there's all the standard stuff, right? Like yep. eating healthy, trying to get as much sleep as you can, which you know for every parent out there knows <laughs> that that's always a struggle. Um, uh, you know, going to the gym, getting physical exercise, all that sort of thing. Um, but what else can be done? And I think that. Um, you know where mindfulness meditation really um, fits in is and just always made complete sense to me is when do we ever do anything to take care of our mind or our brain or our heart right everything's always go 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 Um, so for me that's one of the the key sort of drivers that kind of keeps me focused on being mindful and meditating because if you take the time to give yourself space um, if you take the time to let your brain relax let your mind calm down there is so many benefits to that, not just from an immediate, uh, immediate, you know, emotional and um, you know, physical kind of feeling, but also from uh, a performance kind of uh, aspect in
1: clarity, clarity,
0: focus. yeah, focus. You're going to make better decisions. Yep. You're going to be less emotional. You're going to be more rational. All of those things that are going to help you perform at a higher level um, in all aspects of your life. So that's that's something Correct. that really, um, you know, people can kind of, you know. C- c- Push the push the thought of you know, mindfulness or meditation off to the side, saying, "Ah, oh, it's not for me. I don't need it." But you know, if you're really honest with yourself and you sit down, um, whether it's whether it's in your career or whether it's playing sport or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, anything that you're trying to do in life where you're trying to achieve something, yes. chances are that you there's lots of things that you could be doing to improve your performance and mm-hmm. in, you know, increase your chances of of d- being successful or getting those results. Um, So that's something that's really driven me.
1: I think with that as well is because high performers and and career-driven people have busy minds as well, Mm. meditation allows you to identify the thought patterns that aren't helpful as well, that aren't um, going to help you with clarity or focus or high performance and identifying those and just spending some time just letting them go and and going, okay, well, that actually doesn't matter. So mm. that doesn't matter. I can let that go and now I can prioritise this and I can... Yeah. To high performer. Yeah. Off the back of that.
0: Exactly. It's almost like the um the old uh, defrag for your computer, right? It's like yes. it's like clearing <laughs> out the the massive jumble of files and, and rubbish that builds yeah. up over time and slows your computer down. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. It's the computer in your in your head that sometimes needs to have a break as well.
1: And and off the back of that, with a bit of a computer link to it is um when i've cleared out the space and i i say always say clearing out the space mm. in my mind what doesn't matter what can i let go of i always get intuitive i call them downloads yep so treat your mind as a computer intuitive downloads that's where my creativity comes in 100%. um ideas that's where like the self-care prioritization comes in as well for myself for my mm. husband mm. for a you know for anything within my life as well so it's it's about that as as much as um as much as anything
0: else so true so true um and it's something that we can you know we can adapt at all ages as well um you know so my wife and i we've um you know as i said over the past couple of years have, have made it more of a priority um you know and we're we're passing that on to our kids as well right because obviously I've made I'm aware of the fact um, that it wasn't something that was you know a part of my life growing up or my siblings mm. life growing up um, and that's nothing against my parents it just wasn't nah. something that was you know it yeah. just wasn't a thing back then um, and the whole self-regulation thing which you know can start at any age right and helping helping our kids um, to regulate their emotions and help them, understand the feelings that they're having, why they might be having them, yep. how to deal with that, right? Like, you know, every, every child gets upset, every child uh, has tantrums, every yes. child gets emotional, um, but being able to help them uh, work through those emotions, but then also on top of that, giving them little practices and things to help them be more mindful because same thing for us, like they've got busy minds as well, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, we've been very big on, again the um, the breathwork side of things, you know, when they are upset, helping them to take a few deep breaths, um, you know, meditation at nighttime as well before bed, right? It's like the the story time scenario, I'm right? Literally
1: combusting! Wow, Do- <laughs> right this is so exciting! And look, I it, love it. It doesn't happen yep.
0: every single night, right? No, but no. it's it's I think a very powerful thing to be able to, you know, help the next generation, help our family, help our children to you know be self aware, regulate and you know, they're just going to be able to have a better life because of it. So, yeah, you know, it, it, age is no, uh, age is no factor in it.
1: No, no, definitely not. And and I've got um, clients that have come to me that are in their 60s as well. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I'm at this time where I'm just like, I've got no idea who I am. Like, I've yeah. just lived a life where I just, I haven't identified anything I've just, has have done as i've told basically life's happened, yeah. life's happened okay yeah. now's time the time for me and mm. connecting with me and um it's just sorry just going back to you mentioning um you bringing it into your life and with with your children like for them to be able to identify an emotion and what that means at that age Mm. is going to have such a profound effect on them as adults. Yeah. And um, just having an understanding of what sadness or unhappiness or, or, um, you know, anxiety it means mm-hmm. and then talking them through that the the life skills off the back of that is just yeah magic exactly. so thank you for doing that that's on, the idea on, yeah <laughs> that's just amazing yeah amazing.
0: exactly and i mean it, it's you know it's it's one of those things where um you know we all know that uh you know our kids are so busy and uh are often very emotional and that's just part of being a kid mm. but at the same time it's like what sort of what sort of lessons can we help to uh you know impart on them that uh, you know they'll be able to use throughout their life and that's definitely something that uh you know i would have found extremely uh helpful growing up so yeah, yeah.
1: and that for those who do see meditation as a woo-woo spiritual thing seeing it as a life skill and listening yeah. to that it's as an point. example for example you know like is may maybe the thing that might mm. make someone a bit more open-minded to
0: it as well. Yeah, so. 100%. And there's lots of help out there as well. Like there's, um, you know, the meditation apps and stuff as well that are available, often have, you know, programs for kids that are built Yay. into it as well, right? Yes. So So, um, yeah, and again, the, it's not so much about, um, you know, sitting there being completely still not moving. It's, it's a different type of thing where, you know, the meditation for kids is a lot more around... Um, you know, it, it's working them through a story, yes. it's helping them to try and visualize things and um, you know just sort of calm down in a natural way. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's lots of help out there as well for anybody who is interested in that.
1: Yeah, um, there's plenty of apps um mm. for all of all of um like introduction to meditation, especially for your kids as well. I actually have a, a, a lady that I know um, in Shepparton, her daughter has, is actually has actually recorded um, meditations on Bloom, the oh, Bloom yeah. app. Yes, and I listened to them just because I. And it was funny because I did a meditation. I was like, I'm feeling a bit of it, a little bit un- unaligned and a little bit of, if, in a funk. Yep. So I need to kind of shift my um, shift myself up a little bit. How can I do that? And then I I came across um, this this kid's meditation, and I listened to it, and I reached out to Mel, and I was like, "Your daughter has just completely changed my mm. um, day around because her imagination and her ability to she kept she kept using the word magic nice. and how everything was magic mm. and just to have that inner child be evoked within myself as well just yeah it's just amazing it's
0: amazing Amazing. i think um the only other thing i wanted to sort of touch on before we uh before we wrap up is probably one of the biggest um the biggest issue that people often have is when they try meditation Mm -hmm. the reason that it doesn't work is that they still have so much going on in their head yes and i think If we could just talk to that for a second, because it's probably one of the things that puts so many people off is that they say, right, I'm going to be mindful, I'm going to meditate. They sit down, close their eyes, and their mind's going a million miles an hour still. That's not a problem. No. So let's kind of just talk through that for people who are thinking about getting started or having issues with that.
1: Firstly, my biggest piece of advice is just to release any expectation of Mm. how your meditation is going to go. I've meditated for years now and sometimes I can have meditations like that. Yeah. Um, firstly, knowing just by breathing deeply and sitting in stillness, you're regulating your nervous system and you're reducing yep. your heart rate and there's all these gorgeous physiological um, benefits that you're doing. So the idea of having a quiet mind um, as a human being, I, I laugh at it. To be honest, because yeah. it's we have so many thoughts throughout the day. The way I would approach it, or as a t- as a tactic to try and overcome it, uh, particularly as a beginner, yeah. is to find um, a grounding meditation. So just to become aware of your senses in the present moment. Mm. What what can you touch? So feeling like your bum on the seat, or mm. what um like where your clothes are touching your skin. Yeah. What you can hear um taste, smell, mm. all those kind of things in the present moment that in itself will slowly quieten the mind. and if you're prepared to um, spend quite you know a 10 15 minute amount of time to do that yeah because you'll you'll notice there'll be such a shift in energy, mm. um, just by becoming aware of your body, your body yeah. and your breath, um your senses, they're there for a reason yeah. tap into them try and
0: concentrate on those and yeah you'll realize all of a sudden that oh i haven't been thinking about work for a second or i haven't been thinking about exactly. the kids for a second or,
1: and also you know our bodies do so 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 much for us throughout the day without us even thinking about it just even sitting in gratitude with that yeah. like going okay thank you legs for getting mm. me from one place to another yeah. or thank you heart for Keeping me alive today, and yeah,
0: exactly. Thank you,
1: digestive system, for that's right. <laughs> you know all these different Lots things to, to be often, thankful for. So much to be thankful for. Mm. Um, in, in and gratitude in itself, um, is a beautiful meditation practice. You can sit in gratitude or loving kindness, yeah, and you can direct that to a person or within, um, and that is a great tool to dissolve some uncomfortable emotions as well. So if you are experiencing anxiety or experiencing um, emotions that aren't feeling too good, yep. um, sitting in gratitude for mm. a few minutes is is a, a good way of um, approaching it as well.
0: Love that. Love that. One piece of... Um a little bit of a tip, and I think I got this from one of the apps as well, is that when you do have a busy mind, rather than trying to stop the thoughts, um, mm. consider yourself like sitting by the side of a road and watching the cars go by, yeah. and use that analogy with all of the thoughts running around your head, um, you're still sitting still, um, and the thoughts running by are just like cars going past on the road. So yeah. it's not about like trying when to stop all saying- the traffic. Yeah, it's just about being conscious of it and being aware of it, and over time, you'll be able to get yourself to a point um, where things aren't so busy. Or, like you said, you learn to concentrate on other things, other sensations that then you know stop that busy mind. So, exactly. hopefully, that helps a few people.
1: Yes, the witnessing of thoughts is um, a powerful tool as mm-hmm, well. So, mm-hmm. yes, love absolutely.
0: that. Cheryl, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about Muse Meditation?
1: Look, predominantly I'm on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well. A website is coming in August um, to help with bookings and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, reach out through Instagram. Um, On that page is my email address and my mobile phone um, if you have any questions or you want to book in.
0: And we'll have all the links in the show notes, of course, from the episode. So, Again, thank you so much for coming in thank and uh, and hopefully me. the conversation helped a few people Oh, I
1: hope so too. Yes, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it and I would really appreciate that head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy and say g'day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.